Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. It is Thursday, the 17th of September. This is the COB. I'm Kylie Merritt. And joining me, Nadine Blaney. Yeah, it's sort of a reversal <laughs> happening here, but should be fun on this Thursday afternoon. Podcast buddies. Now, the, uh, the market today off by about 1%. No surprises, really, um, given what we saw overnight. What were you watching, I guess, particularly this morning um, when we saw the fallout from... Um, from US and US news. Yeah, it was all about the Fed today. So we had Jerome Powell in the early hours of this Thursday in Australia, um, confirming what many out there had already thought that uh, interest rates are gonna stay at these levels, so low, next to nothing, for the foreseeable future. So we're talking out to 2023. So we now know that the Fed is going to wait until inflation has actually reached 2% before changing any monetary policy settings and even further than that. So they put out their economic forecasts as well. So they illustrated a better starting point for the economy, but that it is gonna be a really, really long road to recovery ahead. So, you know, this FOMC continues to see risks skewed to the downside. Um, You know, the chair, Jay Powell, was really questioning whether the US economy's faster than expected rebound will continue. So it, it's just, I guess, uh, an affirmation that interest rates are going to remain low, but that fiscal stimulus needs to come to the party to help improve the U.S. economy in a significant way. And I suppose the market's reaction, it was disappointment. They wanted more. They wanted to know what the Fed is going to do next to help push well, things it, along, it, and it didn't come to the party. <laughs> it does kind of seem like the poor old Fed can't take a trick. Um, it, there just seems to be this ex- expectation that, you know, every time they meet, every time Jay Powell speaks, that he's just going to, as you say, just throw more and more money around. And I mean, I think at some point um, that that has to finish. And I think it was interesting, you know, Scuddy was rabbiting on this morning. Um, you know, a whole bunch of people saying, well, they did too much. A whole bunch of people saying they didn't do enough. There, there's no, there doesn't sort of seem to be, um, you know, any, any winners. Well... I think the point is, is that the Fed is still doing an awful lot, billions and billions and billions and billions of bond purchases, corporate bonds. You know, the money is out there. Assets are rising high. You know, there's talk of bubbles. But what we saw last night was tech selling off. So that mega tech. So we saw a bit of rotation into some of the more cyclical areas of the market. And that is the interesting conversation that we're having a lot is, um, you know, so if we start to see wobbles continuing in the growth areas, if the market is coming to the reality that, you know, earnings are going to have to come to the party going forward, then where do you start to look for value? Where do you start to look um, for opportunity? And we had yeah. a really interesting conversation today. I, I enjoyed this one. It was with Sean Martin. He is Chief Investment Officer at Solaris Investment Management. And we had a good conversation about growth and also yield. And there's that constant, you know, what do you go for? Growth 
or income. And he's saying you can have your cake and you can eat it too. Right, okay. And you also spoke to um, Marcus Padley, always very popular when we have his interviews on the website. And you can, of course, go and uh, catch up with that then. But the same kind of thing, like it's all about now looking, you know, through to, well, whatever the end means, but looking through to sort of the next period where, yeah, like it's not, it can't just be all about these tech stories anymore. COVID will, something will happen. COVID will, vaccine. you know, we'll get yep. a vaccine. Um, things will go back to whatever normal looks like. And a whole bunch of these stocks that have been just, you know, trashed um, over the past six months will have to come back. And I think, you know, the one thing that I took away with Marcus was talking about was, you know, people will return to shopping centres. They may not return to office towers anytime soon, but, you know, once there's a vaccine and people are comfortable, people's behaviours will likely go back to something looking like what they were this time last year. And a lot of those companies, you know, that have been um, sold quite heavily will be the beneficiaries of that. And so he's now looking, okay, what do we get into right now to ride that next wave up? Yeah, and he does give, you know, a couple picks. And I'm just going to tease our listeners that they're <laughs> going to have to watch the interview. Go to our website. But he was, um, he was on fire today, Marcus. He said he wish he'd never heard of the banks, quite honestly, let alone invested in them. So he's not actually looking for value in the banks. He's looking, as you mentioned, in some of those beaten down sort mm. of pandemic names. But it was interesting as well because he was sort of rubbishing the notion that you can't time the market. And he is saying... It's now. It's now, guys. Like, yeah, get yeah. in, get in, get in. Buy the names that have been beaten down. So I think that's worth a listen. Um, I mean, one of the things Marcus Padley, you know, I've, I've heard him talk about this over and over again is um, you can time the market if you know what you're doing. I think his, his, his view is, you know, if you're a, a mug punter for whatever, if this is not what you do for a living, then, yeah, timing the market can be quite difficult. But, you know, this is... This is what he does um, day in, day out, is try and figure out, you know, when to get in and out of these stocks. So um, that's an interesting conversation, of course, on the Ausbiz website and app. And the other, um, the other interesting discussion today was with the CEO of Plenty, um, IPOing. Yeah, it's uh, listing next week. So I spoke with the CEO, Daniel Fogo. Um, look, the question was, they're talking about revenue, as a lot of these um, companies do, you know, when they're about to list. And if you're a tech company that's or buy now, pay later, that's all you talk about is your revenue. Um, but, you know, profits are very different, obviously. Our, our, uh, <laughs> our now, listeners know that. So I asked him if he's profitable. He said, no, we're not profitable yet, but the $55 million that they're looking to raise will help them get there. So, you know, another area of opportunity that he was talking about for the company was in... Um, automobile finance lending. So, um, yeah, you know, another sort of tech lender mm. um, hitting the boards next week. So I think that we'll speak with him and get an update when that actually happens to see how much how much money they end up raising and, of course, specifically how they're going to deploy that to get back, well, to get to profitability. Yeah. Stacks of IPOs going on at the moment. Um, lots to talk about on that front. Uh, let's have a look at our stock of the day, which is Seek. Uh, closed down close to 3% at $20.46. Now, it um, has confirmed that it, it has this uh, digital jobs classifieds business in China, uh, Xiaoping. Um, it has confirmed there's been this ongoing speculation um, that they have been looking to hive that off, potentially, that they've got investors interested um, you know, the name Alibaba thrown around, which obviously brings um, 
Lots of attention. Lots of attention. Uh, so we we wanted to put that um, and seek as a as a potential buy to our guests on the call today. Uh, we had R- Rudy Philippek Van Dyke from FN Arena and Carl Kapalinga from Think Markets. Uh, they were talking to Koshi about Seek. Here's what they had to say, starting with Rudy. This year in the pandemic, job ads are more vulnerable than property and, and secondhand cars. And, yeah. and they've definitely shown that this year again, they had to scrap their dividends. In the background, um, they are constantly being forced to make ongoing large investments. And that's a good thing. Yeah. But it, it has meant that they have, have now built up a track record of pretty much consistently disappointing investors. So in recent years, the Chinese story basically ha- has, has been the savior of, of uh, Seek. Mm. Beyond the China story, I still think they have that problem that um, economically, I think, and imp- implicitly the, the labor market in Australia is not going to look better next year. Uh. Uh, Zalpin is a bit of the jewel in the crown for them. The, the rumours are, and there's rumours at this stage, is that Alibaba is looking to take a, a minority stake in, in the business. So it's not um, a takeover or anything like that. Um, so I wouldn't get um, too excited. So so yep, they may see a return on their, on that investment, but it's not something that's uh, going to, you know, change the, the seek share price by dollars and dollars. So um, I, I question why you would buy a stock that uh, it, it doesn't look cheap, and doesn't really have a great growth story uh, in the near term. So there's two big question marks on it. So I can't see any great reason to buy it on the fundamentals and I can't see any great reason to buy it on the technicals, so double no for me. Okay, Nadine, uh, plenty on the agenda for tomorrow in terms of guests. Um, overnight, though, there's uh, some data coming out. You'll be, what, staying awake to watch that drop? As per usual, <laughs> you know how committed I am, Kylie. But actually, I think one thing we didn't mention was the jobs report today. Oh, yeah. So there's nothing Massive. really on the economic yeah. calendar here tomorrow. We get a bit of a breather, but there was that jobs report that came through and the unemployment rate was much lower than had been anticipated. So it was interesting though. Jobless rate really coming in at 6.8%. I think 7.7 was the mm. average. 7.9% was what had been expected. So 11, uh, 100, more than 100,000 jobs added despite Victoria's second lockdown. Of course, the devil is always in the detail. And um, one component that Deutsche Bank actually was pretty good at speaking about today was talking about, um, well, what was driving that growth and the quality of that. And so they were saying that, look, it was a lot of um, delivery drivers. So people who are delivering Mm. through that period that um, really helped to push that number down, the headline number down. So that's something that really didn't spark any sort of enthusiasm we had an immediate Aussie dollar reaction but you know still we saw there seems to be a sense um, amongst a lot of economists though with with those numbers that really what we're seeing is you know with JobKeeper and excuse me JobSeeker etc we're just kicking that can down the road and while we thought that you know unemployment would be peaking sort of around now potentially it's it's not it's you know the peak is now um, much further ahead so we're, we're still in this sort of bubble to some extent, um, you know, unless you're in Victoria. Yeah, it's the kicking the can down the road. But still, I mean, Shane Oliver, for one, pointing out today that there's tons of spare capacity in the labour market. Hours worked only rose by 0.1% and they are still down by 5.1% over the year. So the underutilization rate, which is the unemployed plus under 
employed mm -hmm. is shocking. It's at yeah. 18%. Wow. Um, so that's after peaking at 20%. So it's an improvement, but still, you know, it's the devil in the detail always. But I digress. We do get a jobless read in the States tonight. Um, that jobless, the weekly jobless read is really important. The continuing claims is really important. Hopefully it's below that 1 million mark, which is to be expected. And we also get out some um, housing starts and housing starts in the states like the housing market in the states has been so strong mm. through this pandemic we're expecting to see a lift of 22.6 percent in july so they're actually at pre-pandemic levels and permits as well that was interesting you saw that report uh from westpac as well today forecasting yeah. you know the housing market here yet we go down um for another year 18 months and then a 15 percent uh, you know, upward surge, um, just property prices just continue. So they can't be stopped. It's amazing. It is it's amazing. amazing. Considering as well, this <laughs> migration is uh, obviously absent. And I spoke with Justin Smirk from Westpac about the jobs report, but yeah, he mentioned that next week we're really going to delve into the housing market. Mm. So again, I'm getting ahead of myself, but. Okay, uh, so just quickly, tomorrow on the channel, uh, kicking off 8.30 uh, a.m., who are you going to be talking to? Anyone to look out for? Yeah. Well, yeah, we've got um, Greg Valere. He is a chief policy strategist at AGF Investments. So don't forget we are counting down to November 3rd, the US election. It's going to get really interesting um, Yeah, from here on in. But one that I'm really looking forward to is Peter Morgan. So oh, he's yes. a big name, big yeah. fish. We're really yeah. happy to be speaking with him tomorrow. So I don't know where that conversation will go, but he's so candid, you know, in his social media posts and in his commentary. Mm -hmm. I don't think he, I don't think he's got anything to lose. So we'll see what he says about equities. Okay, and I'm gonna finish this off, put it in your diary, 2.45 on Startup Daily, being a rugby fan myself, former <laughs> Wallaby Drew Mitchell, uh, popping in for a chat. He's launched Backline Wines. There I'm really go. surprised. She, she buried the lead. She is a rugby fan, but she is also a wine fan. Well, true. <laughs> true. And there's nothing better than watching the rugby whilst having a wine. There so, you go. There you go. We'll it's Friday. <laughs> it's going to be Friday it around here tomorrow. It will be Friday tomorrow. tomorrow, so that will be the perfect opportunity. Uh, we will catch you in the morning. See you then. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.